0: Dear friends, I want to speak to you about praying under pressure. In the book of Acts, chapter 4, there's a striking incident recorded of the early church at Jerusalem. They were praying together after having been threatened by the Jewish authorities. For what? For being uh, faithful, for believing and proclaiming the core truths of their faith that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead, that is what we see in verse 2. And that there is no other name by which salvation can be had except his. And that is what we find in verse 12. That And our brethren, dear friends in Jerusalem, in, in those times suffered for preaching these truths. And even today, our brethren in other places around the world suffer for preaching these truths. However, although... We, we hold to these same truths. We, we do not yet suffer for them in the same way. There may be a time, and I believe there is a time coming, and God's people are increasingly being persecuted um, all around the world, but also even in the Western world. But when the apostles were imprisoned and threatened, and that's what you see in verses 23 to 25. It tells us that they did what they did after being released. Look at it, please. There are four or five things I want to highlight here. What did they do after they were released? It is important for you to, to realize, under pressure, what should you do? If, if the Lord has released you from it, or while you are in it. In verse 23, it says, They came together, and being let go, they went to their own company, and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. They came together and, and gave a report about what happened. And and that is very interesting. They gave a report. They, they, they talked about those things that had happened. And but the fight was a spiritual one. They realized that it is a spiritual battle that they are in. And sometimes we get too caught up with just the mundane things the mundane pressures but realize my friends the main thing that we should be after and praying after are the spiritual things because that's what we are wrestling against not flesh and blood but principalities and powers and it is against the kingdom of darkness that we are set our faces are set as flint against the kingdom of darkness we are we are about demolishing the kingdom of darkness we are we are on on the side of Christ and his kingdom and we are we are expecting to be victorious even if our blood is shed even if we are sidelined and uh, and persecuted so that is one thing they came together they 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 gave a report about what had happened and then secondly verse 24 it says they lifted up their voices to God with one accord that is they prayed with united hearts and minds they are praying, lifting up their voices to God with one accord. They are, they are not mumbling things. They are crying out. They are lifting up their voices. They want God to hear them. It shows desperation. It shows sincerity, earnestness. They are praying to God. They are not praying to each other. They are not speaking to each other. They are praying to the Lord, but their mind and heart is one with one accord. And then the third thing they did, in verse 25, they trusted in the God of sovereign power. They, they trusted that God is sovereign. He's in control. He's made all things, they said. And they also considered whether the Scriptures had anything to say to them about this. And indeed, the Scriptures did, in Psalm 2. That is what they're quoting. They're quoting Psalm 2, and they're verses 25 and 26 we read who by the mouth of thy servant David has said why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things the kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed says in Psalm 2 here it says his Christ the same thing so they, they find the scripture has something to say here they saw in this passage in Psalm 2 Pilate and Herod who are signified here just as we can see many world rulers today for example the dictator of north korea kim jong un the mullahs of modern day iran or president omar al bashir president of sudan and we know that opposition in this world is no surprise and it shouldn't surprise us we are not we shouldn't be complaining about the opposition dear friends it is there it's always been there from the time of Abel, The righteous Abel, when his blood was shed, until the end of the world, when Christ comes again, there will be opposition. And in fact, it is stated to be God's plan and will that there is opposition. Christ came not to bring peace, but a sword. There is a fight, and opposition comes when there is a fight. And in the face of this reality, when they prayed, what did they Request What were they asking? And that's something that we ought to always include in our prayers, that they prayed for, asked for two things. First of all, they prayed for the Lord to behold, he says, behold their threatenings. That is, Lord, look upon these things, see these things, see their threats. It's a way of asking God to not just observe, but to judge for himself what to do. So that is what what we read in, in verse 29. It says, And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word, they say. And then the second thing that they requested in their prayer was for a capacity to speak with boldness, all boldness, to keep speaking despite threats that's what they were concerned about they were worried that they will lose heart they were worried that they will just give in and compromise no no they they wanted with all boldness to pray, to speak and in answer to this prayer which is certainly consistent with the will of god the holy spirit responds uh, responds and the holy spirit comes we need the holy spirit working in our in our hearts in our churches in our in our work, we need the Holy Spirit to be in our prayers. I think it was A.W. Tozer who said that he believed that many churches will, will carry on and they won't realize that the Spirit has left them. And and our, our issue is that we need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. So the place where they are meeting is shaken up, they are filled with the Spirit. And they are granted the boldness which we all lack in ourselves, but which he can give us. It says, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. That means something happened. God showed that he's answering prayer. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. All of them, because they were all all of one mind. Oh, that all of us would be united together. And they spake the word of God with boldness so from this we may observe that number one threats against us in our gospel mission in our personal witness in our serving the Lord in our housekeeping in our caring for our loved ones in our service in the church outside of the church and the threats against these things when we are seeking to bear witness of the Lord Jesus Christ in those capacities Threats against us in our in our Christian life. It calls not for being terrified into silence or to change the message or to compromise or to, to stop. But such pressures and persecutions call for prayer, for boldness. So I encourage you, dear friends, the, the more you are under pressure, the more you pray. The more you are being discouraged, the more you pray. And ask the Lord to help you. And the Lord will. The Lord will answer you. That's the second thing that we see here. The God will answer our prayers for boldness. Whether we feel a shaking or not. God will answer you. Be encouraged. God is going to, as an answer to prayer, save your families. Work His purposes out in your situation. Give you the grace that you need. Give you the strength that you need to pull through. Even though your body might be riddled with pain and all kinds of things are not working out in the way that you would have liked. But God will help you and make a way for you. He will ultimately wipe away your tears. The third thing is this that we observe. Even if we meet resistance and we will. All who live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer suffer persecution. We should view it as the predetermined plan of God. So when you meet resistance, you say, this has been of God's plan. God has purposed it, and I am going to seek to look to him by faith. And fourthly, to be bold. That's something that we observe. To be bold, we must continue in close fellowship with Christ in prayer, in our walk, and also with the Lord's people. You cannot be by yourself, dear friends. To be bold, we must continue in close fellowship with Christ. So the authorities, dear friends, had noticed that they noted the mark that they had been with Jesus. It says in verse 13 they had been with jesus let people see we have been with the lord jesus that our demeanor our conversation is filled with the grace and the truth of the lord jesus christ but so people recognized this they noted this but those authorities were uh, were not taking note of what what they were not taking note of was that jesus was still with them They had been with Jesus, but Jesus was still with them. He had not left them nor forsake them. That is what would make all the difference. That's what we need. We go to Christ in prayer, and the Lord goes with us as we leave off praying. The Lord will follow us and go before us and will lead us. Well, may God bless His Word to us, dear friends. Amen.